office box a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away What's that? Hand off his box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. And Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. This evening we're going to commemorate a very odd, scary, strange, special event. The Boston Molasses Disaster of 1919. It happened 99 years ago this Monday and we're going to hear about it. We're going to hear several songs about molasses and we're going to ponder the very oddness of it all and how lucky we are to not always be in the path of a wave of hot molasses. In the meantime, apropos of nothing, here is 100 Proof Aged in Soul. One of the vocalists for this group is Joe Stubbs, brother of Levi Stubbs of the Four Tops. This is One Man's Leftovers is Another Man's Feast.
One Man's Leftovers is Another Man's Feast. I have another song about leftovers that I may play later in the show. We'll find out. But first of all, looming over everything on today's show is the Great Molasses Flood, also known as the Boston Molasses Disaster or the Great Boston Molasses Flood. And it's something that deserves all of the above names and more in any other combination. A very strange event, very tragic, happened on January 15th, 1919 in the North End neighborhood of Boston, Massachusetts. A large molasses storage tank burst, and we're going to start here by describing this from Wikipedia. The disaster occurred at the Purity Distilling Company facility. The temperature had risen above 40 degrees Fahrenheit, climbing rapidly from the frigid temperatures of the preceding days. Sounds a lot like what we're having in Ann Arbor right now without the large tank of molasses. Molasses can be fermented to produce rum and ethanol, the, act, the active ingredient in other alcoholic beverages, and a key component in the manufacturing of munitions. The stored molasses was awaiting transfer to the purity plant situated between Willow Street and what is now the street known as Everettese Way in Cambridge. At about 12.30 in the afternoon near Keeney Square at 529 Commercial Street, a molasses tank 50 feet long, 90 feet in diameter, and containing as much as 2.3 million gallons of molasses collapsed. Witnesses variously reported that as it collapsed, they felt the ground shake and heard a roar. A long rumble similar to the passing of an elevated train Coincidentally, with a line of that type close by, a tremendous crashing, a deep growling, or a thunderclap-like bang, and as the rivets shot out of the tank, a machine gun-like sound. The collapse unleashed a wave of molasses 25 feet high at its peak, moving at 35 miles per hour. The molasses was, wave was of sufficient force to damage the girders of the adjacent Boston Elevated Railway's Atlantic Avenue structure and tip a railroad car momentarily off the tracks. Author Stephen Poleo describes how nearby buildings were swept off their foundations and crushed. Several blocks were flooded to a depth of two to three feet. Poleo quotes a Boston Post report saying molasses, waist-deep, covered the street and swirled and bubbled above the wreckage. Here and there struggled a form, whether it was animal or human being, was impossible to tell. Only an upheaval, a thrashing about in the sticky mass, showed where any life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky wallpaper, uh, sticky flypaper. The more they struggled, the deeper in the mess were, they were ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. The Boston Globe reported that people were picked up by a rush of air and hurled many feet. About 150 people were injured. 21 people and several horses died. Some were crushed and drowned by the molasses. The wounded included people, horses, and dogs. Coughing fits became one of the most common ailments after the initial blast. In the aftermath, first to the scene were 116 cadets under the direction of Lieutenant Commander H.J. Copeland from USS Nantucket. They ran several blocks toward the accident. They worked to keep the curious from getting in the way of the rescuers, while others entered into the knee-deep, sticky mess to pull out the survivors. Soon, the Boston Police, Red Cross, Army, and other Navy personnel arrived. Many of these people worked through the night. 
The injured were so numerous that doctors and surgeons set up a makeshift hospital in a nearby building. Rescuers found it difficult to make their way through the syrup to help the victims. Four days elapsed before they stopped searching for victims. There was a class action lawsuit, and we will talk about that in just a moment. Arwolf has helped me find a song called Molasses by Bob Howard and his rhythm. And is this a reflection of the molasses disaster? I'm not, no, it is not. It's simply a reflection of molasses and how much he enjoys it. Here's uh, Arwolf. Hello. Hi. Um, yeah, actually, if you're uh, listening to it online via YouTube, which is how we're going to play it, um, you'll see that part of the photo collage that they put on there, to, uh, and, and it goes by while it's playing, there are actual reproductions of the newspaper headlines about this very disaster that some clever person put into the... Uh, I think the rest of the pictures are mostly pictures of uh, molasses containers and pretty women, of course. Mm-hmm. Lasses, right? Which is referenced in the song that molasses and lasses is rhymed in the song, and there you go. So the song looks like it was recorded in 1947, and really when you're faced with something like a molasses disaster, how does one respond to that but play songs about molasses? This means this is no disrespect to anybody whatsoever, but this is a song about molasses. This is Bob Howard and his rhythm, and it goes like this. Lasses in Alabama is oh so sweet. Lasses you get in Georgia just can't be beat. But that thick brown lasses, you heard what I said. To enjoy that kind of lasses, you gotta spread it all over your bread. Dig this. I want some more lasses. Give me some more lasses. Must have some molasses Like them lasses I just had Don't believe there's no lasses There can't be no lasses But if there's no lasses Like them lasses Then I'm glad Oh, so sweet and oh, so bendable I'll say that they're recommendable Music starts them lasses trickling Then they start right into tickling I want some molasses, must have some molasses, give me some molasses, like them lasses I just had, I don't believe there's molasses, there can't be no lasses, but if there's molasses, like them lasses, then I'm glad, lasses, look out lucky, lasses, <laughs> and I I don't believe there's no lasses. 
molasses There can be no lasses But if there's molasses Like them lasses Then I'm glad Lasses <laughs> Oh, lasses And I want to add What a mighty bad Molasses like I had Last night <laughs> That is one happy man, I'd have to figure. That is Bob Howard and his rhythm from 1947 in Mo Lasses. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. And Arwolf and Face the Music is coming up at 7 this evening. Arwolf is right now preparing his show about the variously named The Great Molasses Flood, The Boston Molasses Disaster, or The Great Boston Molasses Flood, of January 15th, 1919, a wave of hot molasses knocked people, horses, and dogs over. How many people died did I mention? Quite a few. Uh, 21 people and several horses were killed. Local residents brought a class action lawsuit, one of the first held in Massachusetts, against the United States Industrial Alcohol Company, which had bought Purity Distilling in 1917. In spite of the company's attempts to claim that the tank had been blown up by anarchists, of course, because some of the alcohol produced was to be used in making munitions, a court-appointed auditor found the company responsible after three years of hearings. The company ultimately paid out $600,000 in out-of-court settlements. Survivors of the fatal victims reportedly received around $7,000 per victim. And the cleanup. Cleanup crews used salt water from a fireboat to wash the molasses away and used sand to try to absorb it. The harbor was brown with molasses until that summer. The cleanup in the immediate area took weeks, with more than 300 people contributing to the effort. The cleanup cleanup in the rest of Greater Boston would take an indefinitely, indefinably, excuse me, a long time. Rescue workers, cleanup crews, and sightseers had tracked molasses through the streets and spread it to subway platforms, to the seats inside trains and streetcars, to pay telephone handsets, into homes, and to countless other places. Everything a Bostonian touched was sticky, says here. What an unusual and strange situation. Tragic, bizarre. We are very fortunate that we do not have large tanks of molasses where they could cause disasters like that to happen in Ann Arbor. But that was the Boston Molasses Disaster of January 15th, 1919. Another song selection chosen by Arwolf. Thank you again, Arwolf. This is Black Strap Molasses by Danny Kay, Jimmy Durante, Jane Wyman, Groucho Marx, with the Four Hits and a Miss Orchestra. And in a moment, we're going to find out why this song would not be played by some radio stations. It was not a double entendre, I don't think so. Not like, say, Mo Lasses, for instance. But here's the song with all the all-star cast. Goes like this. Blackstrap molasses and the wheat germ bread Makes you live so long you wish you were dead You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed With blackstrap molasses and the wheat germ bread My grandpa's older than the old gray mare He sits a-rockin' in his rocking chair but now he's got a smile that he can't lose And Grandma's sitting knitting baby's shoes From eating waxtrap molasses and the Ouija bread Makes you live so long you wish you were dead You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed 
With I gave up cherry pie and T-bone steak Chicken fricassee and ice cream cake I don't need vitamins or pills at all I even mix it with my hat call I'm eating blackstrap molasses and the wheat germ bread Makes you live so long you wish you were dead You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed With blackstrap molasses and the wheat germ bread My nerves were jumpy and I'd walk the floor I never got to sleep till after four But since I'm eating right I feel okay I'm sleeping every night and half the day from I'm eating blackstrap molasses and the Ouija bread From oh, eating blackstrap so long you wish you were dead From eating You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed From eating blackstrap molasses and the Ouija bread Inka-dinka, inka-dinka, inka-dinka-doo Now I was thinner than a pencil line Had no muscles and I had no spine But now I'm friskier than a pup All you have to do is prop me up Just feed me blackstrap, molasses, and the wheat and bread I may say you're this so long you wish you were dead You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed With blackstrap, molasses, and the wheat and bread A fella who is 92 Doctors told the guy that he was through But now that the doctor has been proven wrong He's got more hop in him than hop along From eating blackstrap molasses and the wheat germ bread Makes you live so long you wish you were dead You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed With blackstrap molasses and the wheat germ bread I like some of those background vocals. I like we could do that for the rest of the show. There are 12 minutes left in the show. We could just and see what happens. Leading us, we're going to do that for the next 12 minutes, leading into Face the Music with Our Wolf. What was that I hear? That's what I thought. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been... No, the show's not really over. So Blackstrap Molasses was written by Carmine Ennis and Mary Lou Harrington and, and released in 1951, featuring Groucho Marx, Jimmy Durante, Jane Wyman, and Danny Kaye, with chorus and orchestra directed by Sonny Burke. It reached number 29 on the Billboard charts, but it was banned from some radio networks because it was perceived as promoting commercial products. The song's lyrics discussed popular health foods of the time. The verses made absurd claims about the supposed benefits of the foods. We talk about, uh, you know, black scrap molasses and the wheat germ bread makes you live so long you wish you were dead. And that's really just, you haven't really lived until you've been dead. And that's really the truth that I, I don't understand. Now, the version with a black scrap molasses was released in 1951 that we just heard August of 51. And the song was a hit. Billboard magazine staff review called it catchy and a sock performance, giving it an aggregated rating of excellent. The song was banned by some radio networks because it was perceived as containing free plugs for molasses and the patent medicine Hadacol. ABC agreed to program it only after a reference to Hadacol was removed. CBS banned it entirely on the grounds that it contained, quote, medical advice, unquote, which could lead listeners to believe that molasses was, quote, good for sexual debility, insomnia, nerves, and underweight condition, unquote. 
A different version of Blackstrap Molasses by Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra had been released earlier and reviewed by Billboard as, quote, a rambling, rather dull slice. And who wants a dull slice of molasses? That's what I want to know. What is a dull slice of the... I don't know. Nonetheless, that was Blackstrap Molasses on the Weep Germ Bread, and there you go. Apropos of nothing, we earlier played a song about leftovers called... Uh, what was that called? It was 100 Proof Aged and Soul doing the song One Man's Leftovers is Another Man's Feast. I think this is the man who got the leftovers. Warmed over kisses Leftover love Dave Edmonds, Warmed Over Kisses, Leftover Love. Sounds hot enough to me, that song there. Dave Edmonds. And another note here, uh, not on the molasses uh, tip, but something entirely different. 
Much hay has been made of President Mr. Donald, Mr. Trump's comment saying, quote, that he was a, excuse me, quote, genius and a very stable genius at that. So Axel Brewing Company in Ferndale is releasing a beer inspired by his recent tweet. Very stable genius beer will be a limited release beer coming soon to Livernois Tap in Ferndale. The beer will likely be a pale saison style. That's a new word to me. I don't know if you can tell. I'm reading out of the Detroit News, by the way. It will be served exclusively on tap at the Ferndale Restaurant and Tap House starting next month. Says Axel Brewing President Dan Riley, the beer itself really defies conventional logic and rational explanation. It's like really delicious and it's going to be huge, but also very limited. It's one of the most powerful beers in the world, yet incredibly delicate, even fragile. He describes the beer as having an ethereal orange hue. The confounding aroma entices with notes of frankincense and myrrh and just a subtle hint of lunacy, added Riley, who opened his tap room and restaurant in June. The I'm getting to the point where words are failing me. The opinions expressed by that beer do not necessarily reflect those of the regents of the University of Michigan. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. If any of this stuff has been too stressful for you, know that this evening you can have yoga with cats at the Tiny Lions Cat Cafe. At 7.30 p.m., you can practice Hatha-style yoga with furry feline yoga masters tonight at 7.30. And tomorrow, a food-related thing. I believe this is food-related. Let's just go with the fact that it is. Yes, you can hear the River Raisin Ragtime Review, James Depogny, Paula Saro, Raleigh Tusting, and others at the Ragtime Extravaganza at Towsley Auditorium, Washtenaw Community College. That is tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox for a pretty good long time. I've been Mike for at least as long. Face the Music with Arwolf is coming up in just a moment. In the meantime, I found some Spike Jones under the handy letter of S. And this is a song called Waterloo. That's water and then L-O-U because it's wet out there. Kind of wet. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Spike Jones and his city slicker is very slick. It's going to be pretty soon. Keep on listening to music. Never stop doing that and listen to WCBN forever and then a little bit after that. Here we go. Takes the water like a blotter. Waterloo, drip, drip, drip. I paddle up to see her every Sunday morning in my old canoe. And when I paddle home again on Sunday evening, I know I've met my Waterloo. Waterloo, she lives with the fishes. Waterloo, her kisses. I love her with passion, but she's always busy splashing. 
Waterloo. Drip, drip, drip. before. Hmm. It used to end with a guy sneezing. Um, yeah, it's almost seven o'clock. It's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name's R. Wolf. I hope you're feeling good. And I hope that the next 60 minutes of radio does strange things to your clothing, if not to your mind. And that's because the theme on Face the Music tonight is dressing up and dressing down. Uh, the dressing down will take the form of uh, some invective here and there, but for the most part, these are all songs that have to do with clothing. I'm just, I'm sort of a, uh, how you say, a, a creature of thematic radio. So it makes sense to go right from Spike Jones and his city slickers into the Hooser Hot Shots. And I dedicate this to Mike because it's uh, this song mentions gravy over and over again. The soldiers do the fighting, 
And all they get is scars. Now a baby cries for mama. But he never even recognizes them. <laughs> oh, the coat and the pants. 